0: From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your
1: host, Dr. Don Graham.
2: Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider here on Business Radio. We are powered by the Wharton School, and we are on Sirius XM, Channel 111. Hey, if it's Thursday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, we are taking our calls now at 844-WHARTON. That's 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. You are on the right channel if you're going to make your career great in 2017. And we are here with the dream team Dion and Michelle, who are going to be taking us throughout the hour and taking your calls at 844 Wharton. That's 844 942 7866. So, hey, It's a new year. It's 2017, and we are talking all about how to make this year great for your career. So today, to help us with that, we welcome Jamin Patel. Jamin, speaker, author, rock star. He is on Career Talk today, and he is a man on a mission to share the rock star approach with millions. After writing eight books and speaking around the world, reaching across five continents, Jamin has found his true passion is energizing large groups of professionals and students through dynamic, engaging educational presentations. Jamin joined the top 5% of earners in the U.S. 25 and up when he was only 24, and we're very excited to have him on Career Talk today to share rock star attributes that recruiters are looking for in candidates. Welcome, Jamin. How are you?
3: I'm doing great, Don. How are you? I'm
2: um, doing well, doing well. So uh, I have to ask you, because it's January and we're still talking about resolutions, at least for another two weeks. Do you, do you do the resolution thing?
3: You know, I used to do the resolution thing, and it just did not work for me, pretty much like every other person. <laughs> um, I think the, the statistics are like 90% of them are, you know, by January, uh, you, you're done with it. So I actually started something new, and Ooh. instead of doing resolutions... I just kind of sat down, you know, and it took about an hour or so to go through kind of different life aspects, and to come up with an uh, intention for the year. And that intention is just something I say, you know, in my morning practice when I wake up. It just kind of helps me align where I'm going for the year. So instead of having a year's resolution, I have a year's intention.
2: And can you share that with us? What's your intention?
3: Well, you know, the intention, uh, I pared it down to just one word, and that one word is abundance. And when I think about abundance, and I talk about it in my TED Talk, but I talk about it as abundance in wealth, health, and love.
2: Very nice. And that one I think you can stick to all year long. So, Jamin, tell us, what is your approach to networking?
3: Yeah, you know, when I think about networking, um, I I have a very simple approach, but it's very powerful. Um, And it's that whenever somebody meets you who can help you in your career, uh, a hiring manager, uh, your boss, a senior leader at your company, a VC—you can fund, uh, you know, your startup. That individual is going to place you in one of four buckets: yes, no, maybe, or rock star. Um, and so everything that I teach is all about how to go beyond just being in that yes category, where you're still waiting and you may or may not get selected for that special project or that new role. But instead, move into that rock star category where you know you have the support of that influential individual to help you go where you're going. So everything I do is about those little things that go next level to get you into the rock star status.
2: Yeah, that's interesting because I think most people would say yes, no, maybe. But the rock star thing is not not even something that's in – Um, I guess people's people's mind is that is that kind of like the uh, concept of the purple squirrel so that whole rarest of rare candidates who's like perfect and this this is the one the company's looking for
3: you know it's not so much even the rarest of the rarest it's just the hands down I love this person like they've got all you know they communicate well they show up at events um, you know their their packaging in terms of their resume and all that is right on they they know how to articulate their story and it's just like I can hire this person tomorrow Right. And when you have a yes, there's a range It's like, yeah, you know, um, this person was really good. You know, I, I think I think I think, you know, I could I, I feel comfortable with that versus hands down. I can see myself working with this person tomorrow and the rocks are just the hands down. Yes. And you actually get quite a few of those out of any population you might be recruiting from or trying to promote from.
2: So hey, if you're just tuning in today, it's all about learning how to be a rock star. No, not a rock and roll star, but a rock star (laughs) in networking. And here's the thing. I think you're, you're spot on, Jamin, that, that yes, no, maybe that's, you know, those are great categories, but the rock star category is something that I'm hearing you say anybody can go for. And it's not necessarily about being the perfect candidate. It's about maybe knowing your audience and um, demonstrating your value to that audience. So hey, if you're just tuning in, you can give us a call at 844 Wharton. That's 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and we are here with Jamin Patel, speaker, author, rock star to help you become a rock star in your networking. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little challenge out to the uh, listeners, Jamin, if you're brave enough, we want you to give us a call so that we can help you perfect your 30-second pitch. So this mm-hmm. is a this is a tough one. This is a tough one. You always hear that, well, if you got stuck in an elevator with the CEO of your company, would you know what to say? And um, that's actually happened to me in a lot of different ways. And, y- really? you know, even in my position, like, like you blank. It's like, <laughs> ah, because you're nervous.
3: Yeah, totally. You know, what, what I tell people sometimes is just practicing it a few times, it's like, you know, in your mind, he's like, of course I know my story, I've lived it. But when it comes time to put, you know, breath through your lips and say a, a word, you know, your mind can say three or four words at one time as you're thinking. But when you're speaking, you can only choose one word. And that's where I see people really get caught up. It's like, I know they know what they want to tell me when they're trying to give me a pitch, but they can't think of the right word that they want to say, and then they get caught up. And so just getting a sense of verbalizing that to somebody else and getting feedback just makes it better each and every time. And there's a big difference between being prepared and rehearsed. I absolutely don't recommend being rehearsed. It's not going to sound authentic. You're not going to connect with a person, but there's definitely a level where you can be very prepared. And that's where the magic really happens.
2: So, yeah. So, hey, Here's your opportunity. Give us a call eight four four Wharton. That's 844-942-7866. And practice your pitch on air. Don't worry, no one knows who you are. Um. <laughs> so, so there's a couple of things I want to tag on to that, Jamin, which are that presentation counts. So if you're stumbling and and you know you're just because of nerves, that's one thing. But the other thing that I think is is very important is to know your audience and not just to to say your pitch, but to make sure you pick those things out of your. Um, background that's going to align most with what your audience wants to hear. So how can you do that on the fly?
3: Yeah, 100%. So here's the key thing that I, I find really surprising about how most people want to network is they think that they're going to come in, do a handshake, and deliver 30 seconds of word vomit of how great they are? And the other person word vomit. Like,
2: I had to say that again. I hate that. Yeah. that. I hate that. But it's so true. No word vomit. It's
3: true. <laughs> and, then, and then expect the other person to be like, "You're hired," and it's actually not going to go that way. You know, in most cases, you're going to have a chunk of your story be shared, and then it's imperative to inquire about the other person and get a chunk of their story. And chunk by chunk, you go back and forth in a dialogue. until your your full pitch is kind of narrated. Now, in certain cases, a recruiter or a senior VP or whoever you're trying to network with might actually make it very easy for you and say, all right, Don, tell me more about yourself. Perfect. Now you have that window to tell your full story. But the key is instead of trying to get out there and really pitch it, I really recommend to folks that I speak with or coach that they should try to inquire about the other person first, because once you know what their story is about, it's easier to take your story and align it to aspects of their story that you either nice. have familiarity with or none at all.
2: So, what do you because- ask? You know, I mean, it's so common in the in you know the U.S. anyway to say like, "Oh, well, what do you do?" Um, and that to me seems so, so I don't know, boring.
3: <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's a, a variety of contexts for which the right question is, you know, going to be correct. But one question that lately I've really been loving asking someone is, hey, what does life look like right now for you?
2: What does and, life look like right now for you? You know,
3: and it's, it's just an open thing. Or, or, you know, how are things right now? Or, you know, it's kind of like more of a right now snapshot. And people will say, oh, you know, it's the new year. So, you know, I got a resolution or not, or I got this going on or that's going on. Oh, that's interesting. You know, I also blah, blah, blah. And you, you're finding that way to relate to their experience, and just show that there's some connectivity, and then through that, allowing more of your story to come forth, and making them feel comfortable to then share more of their story. So it's almost like a, you know, what's a current snapshot of where you are right now, and from there being able to reach into their background and your background.
2: Hey, if you're just tuning in, we are talking about perfecting your pitch, but we're going to be talking about networking and all the secrets you need to know to get those jobs that no one else has access to by being a rock star. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Jamin Patel, speaker, author, and rock star, giving you all the insider secrets on how to get the best jobs in 2017. So... Okay, I'll be honest. I hate the word pitch. We keep talking about it because it, it's kind of common knowledge. That that's what we're talking about. So it's it's not really a pitch, though. It's, it's like you were saying, back and forth, back and forth. And here's the core thing. I think you need to know yourself very deeply. And a lot of people think they do because like, hey, who knows me better than me? But we don't often stop in this crazy, crazy world and reflect on... You know, these are my strengths and these are how they apply to my market. And these are the ways I've grown over the past year. And these are these are my skill gaps. And these are I mean, we don't really sit and do that like in general because we have so many things, Twitter, Facebook, TV, Netflix, all the stuff pulling our <laughs> attention.
3: <laughs> yes. Lots of distractions.
2: So so I think that's like step one is really to just sit for an hour and say, Okay, what what are my my biggest accomplishments? What do I love to do? How does that apply to my field? You know, and if you have all that knowledge and you've thought through it, you don't really need to come up with a pitch because it's all there. You just need to take those pieces and put them together in the right order at the right time when you meet that right person.
3: Exactly. And and what I what I tell my clients is, if you want to have a great and I I actually personally refer to it as a personal narrative. So I I also don't like the word pitch. I like the word personal narrative because you're trying to get this across this narrative of like who you are. You've lived yourself for decades, and now you have 30 or 40 seconds to try to convey all of that. So how can you do that in a way that's going to elicit a response? Right, the response that you're looking for is not ah okay got it, right, which is what most people do, and they they give a list of what they've done. Instead, the response you're trying to elicit is more interest. Wow, that's interesting. Tell me more about that. And you want them to come back and, and look at what you're doing, and so. What I re- recommend to people is I, I recommend almost thinking about your personal narrative as a Google map, right? If I was in Philly right now and I, and, and, and I went to my Google Maps, I would get a 10,000-level-foot view of Philadelphia. And then I could double-click on the Wharton School or I can double-click on Drexel University or double-click on the airport or downtown and get a detailed view. In the same way, I encourage people to take the decades of experience, uh, you know, education, philanthropic work, everything else that they've done, and raise it up to that 10,000-foot level and then show the other person the points of interest that you might want to, you know, like, here's the steps where Rocky went up. Oh, wait, tell me more about that. And once they have a a Google Map view of your story or your narrative, then the dialogue can go kind of where they find more interest. So you don't have to think about trying to make everything fit all the time because that's not always possible. Now you're giving them a map to navigate you and letting them self-select what's interesting to them.
2: Okay, so I want to talk about networking. It's my favorite topic, and I was, I was kind of planning on doing this in segment two, but I can't wait um, because that's really what it's all about. Uh, one of the I'm I'm a quote person, Jamin. So like I'm I'm a collector of quotes. I love them. They're motivating. And and one of the things that I just was reading today is is a quote from Darwin. Actually, a man's friendships are one of the best measures of his worth. And I took that to mean that Darwin's was talking about networking. Whether or not he was, that's what I'm going to think. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's so true, though. We talk about your network being your net worth in, in the job market, but not only if you're in the job market, it doesn't matter if you're not looking for a job. Even within your organization, the fact that people know who you are, what you do, and you have those connections to those potential opportunities, whether it is a new job or a promotion or a new project, that net Working needs to be a part of your daily professional um, development. Definitely. It's not Absolutely. optional. So no, not. so you talk about the circle of death, and I love that because when we first met and, <laughs> and we were chatting about different things, I, re- I wrote this down next to your name, and I couldn't for life remember what we were talking about that I wrote circle of death. So I had to email you and say, what the heck are we talking about? So tell people what that is.
3: Totally. The circle of death is... Uh, a. <laughs> a euphemism, if you want to call it that, um, it, it, it's simply what most people refer to as the half-moon effect or the crop circle. And it's just a natural formation that usually ends up happening when you're at a networking event where you have maybe one individual who's a senior leader or a recruiter or you know, some influential individual, and they're surrounded in this half-circle of all these people who are trying to ask questions to be relevant, To that person. And I call it the circle of death. My friends and I call it the circle of death because it's one of those things where everyone's trying to get relevant to that one person. And so it's almost impossible to enter that circle of death. And then once you're in it, oh, my God, it is pretty much impossible to leave. Right. (laughs) So um, that
2: that really makes me feel better about networking. (laughs) (laughs) It's already scary, Jamin. You don't have to make it scarier.
3: it, It can be scary. But I think the more you know about it, and the more you can look at things with a framework or a structured approach where you can find your own level of confidence, that's what's going to make you more effective in networking because you'll know what to expect and how to navigate it. And I spent a good portion of the talks that I do talking about the circle of death. And, and, and the main thing that I, I might want to share about this is you know, getting in and out can be tough um, only because you don't want to be rude or it's awkward or you don't know what to do. And a lot of times what people will do, especially when I've been that, you know, recruiter or senior leader that people are trying to connect with, if people will just kind of join the circle, you know, they won't say a word, they'll stand there and smile, maybe they'll have a notebook, and they'll watch the conversation happen back and forth and, and be like a sponge. And then that circle will, you know, naturally break 15 or 20 minutes later, and they'll just kind of do this really weird bow or wave, uh, you know, and, and then they'll kind of do this chicken walk, you know, over to another circle and kind of sneak in. And I'm like, oh, my God. I hope that was helpful for you because, yeah, it was not networking. You just got a lot of information from me, but I didn't get to know who you were. And I, I, I think about networking and building over four levels, awareness, consideration, acknowledgement, and support. And so what I tell people is when you enter one of those circles, it's critical that within a minute of being there, if not right away, the other person is aware of your name. And so people say, well, how do I do that without interrupting what's going on? So here's a tip get within earshot of that conversation happening in the circle and wait for two moments where there will be a lull in conversation. you got to time your entry to that lull and not just stand there awkwardly and then you know show up. So the lulls will happen right after um, somebody in the circle has finished asking a question or right after the person who's the influential individual in the circle has finished answering a question. And then just at that moment, what I recommend is doing almost like a karate chop and getting your hand in the circle <laughs> And, and what what that does is it's hilarious, but it shocks everyone for 1.7 seconds. Wait
2: a minute. Are you talking about doing a literal karate chop? Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. This karate okay, chop method okay. has changed lives. Back up. I get up. so many emails. Yes, yes.
2: Back up. You're talking about we're at a professional networking event, and mm-hmm. everybody's talking and chatting. Someone asks a question, and you just do a, you know, kung fu karate chop in i
3: mean (laughs) i mean you know you're not going to be like like a ninja like (laughs) jumping up and down and cutting a wood block but what you're doing is you're slicing your hand into the circle and what that does is indicates to people that you're entering and then what you do in that moment is you go in for the handshake with the influential individual you want to speak with and just say Hi, I'm Don. Just want to introduce myself. Please continue answering the question. You come back into the circle and you allow that dynamic to continue. Okay, if you, you can't
2: th- see this, but Michelle and Dion and, and and my buddy Karina, who's back there, are karate chopping and, and doing the handshake, trying to like <laughs> show me what this might look like. And it, it's yeah. I'm gonna say it's it's not pretty. <laughs> yeah. it, 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 <laughs> Maybe it, it, they're it, doing it, it, it wrong. It, I don't know. <laughs> right.
3: Well, you, you, you get it in a group of people, you know, like a career fair or something, or, or, or one of those situations, and that hand just indicates hey, I'm about to enter. Now, you don't want to enter and be rude, right? You don't want to enter. See, I say, would think the whole karate
2: goal. chop just in and of itself is somebody just asks a question and they're like, "Wop."
3: Right. Yeah, no. But I mean, otherwise, what, what option do you have? You can stand there awkwardly. You can just join in without speaking. And, and the idea that I tell people is, say, say this is for a recruiting effort. And I'm going to hire you to be in charge of uh, my vendor relations for a lot of my supply chain partners. And we have a meeting the first day, and there's a bunch of us talking, and we're all in a conversation. Do I want you to just kind of awkwardly come enter the circle and stand there and then eventually introduce yourself whenever there's an opportunity? Or do I want you to come in with confidence and say, "Hi, I'm Don. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm newly uh, involved in managing the vendor relations. Really looking forward to building a relationship with you guys."
2: I want to talk more to about this because I, I think this is fascinating. I think I'm a fairly confident person in networking situations, but I don't even know if I'm that confident. But really? before, before we do that, because um, this is, I totally agree with you. I'm an introvert by nature, and I know that standing there awkwardly, not a good answer. Um, leaving the event without having talked to anybody and not a good answer. So I definitely want to talk about that. But I want to ask our listeners hey if you've ever tried this or if you've struggled with like breaking into a conversation or things like that. What have you tried that's worked or what have you tried that hasn't worked because hey this show is all about you. So you're listening to Career Talk and we are taking your calls all hour at 844 Wharton. That's 844 942-7866 if it's Thursday at noon Eastern time 9 a.m. Pacific we are live and if you have a question on resumes, interviewing, negotiating, or any career topic, we are here to take your calls so that you can have an awesome 2017. So give us a call, 844 Wharton. that's 844-942-7866, or you can send a tweet at Dr. Don Graham. So, okay. So let's talk about the circle of death. We're back to the circle of death. Now I understand where the death part comes in because these people are Kung fuing and something could get hurt.
3: <laughs> it can get
2: dangerous. <laughs> so, no, but- so, so yeah. So, so you walk into a um, a large event and you don't know anybody. And kudos to you for just going to the event. Can I just say, as an introvert, like that's the hardest part for me. Like, get your butt up, go to this event. You know, the laundry can wait and it's not that cold. Go. So, the fact that you've gone to the event, kudos to you. Lots of people talking, seems like lots of people know each other. Where do you start? So, So, one of the things I usually do if I don't know a soul is I try to find that other person who doesn't know the soul, a soul. So, like, I can go to, you know, hey, at least at least we can start a conversation. So that's kind of one of my strategies. Obviously, you don't want to stay in a corner with that person, but usually once you're in a group, somebody else will come and things like that. So that's kind of one of the things that I do. But we're going to go to JB in Florida. JB, welcome to Career Talk. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I think you have a comment on on the chop.
0: The famous chop. The famous chop. The (laughs) famous chop. Now, I've seen this performed numerous times. Okay. Um, I've actually learned it from my wife. Oh, the there you go. Networking in the business. And I was an introvert, believe it or not. Oh, I'm still introverted, but I get excited to enter a new conversation. Awesome. So I was asking her exactly, how do I get in? And she explained this to me. Now, the circle of death, I've seen it formed many times.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, love I love
0: this. I love this, JB. It's so funny because when I was listening, I was like, oh, my God, I want to call. I want to
2: call. <laughs> well, we're glad you did.
0: Okay, so as a, as the a conversation is, is is taking place, and like you said, that one person is asking a question, and the person is about to answer it, I halfway into the circle and I raise my hand, and I kind of grab their attention, almost like a chop. But I raise my hand and I say, "Hey, my name is JD Kregman. I'm very interested in hearing you answer this question." And then I back out of the circle. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> you go. So and it works like clockwork. Now JD, they know you know my are name. <laughs> yeah, well, I try, and then they know my name, and then they also answer the question specifically to me, and they're looking at me. So okay, I kind of stole the attention as well.
2: Okay, so you get your name out there, you mm-hmm. demonstrate interest in your audience, so it's not just the chop, it's a chop like, oh, this is something I really want to hear.
0: Like- exactly, you show interest. Once you show awesome. them that that you're interested in them and they're kind of like relaxed and say, oh, okay, he wants to know what I have to say.
2: See, I, I couldn't hear Michelle Dion and Karina back there, so I, I missed that part. I can only see them, so they that's the part I was missing. But that's awesome. So so you've been in the circle of death. You're an introvert, but now you're using this technique. And, and I'm curious, too, because, Jamin, you're talking about exit technique. So, JB, do you have a good exit technique?
0: Sometimes you can say, hey, I'm so glad I was here. Thanks for answering my question. I really appreciate it. I have to run. And literally that works as well. You have to be direct though. Don't kind of ease out like, hey, where'd that guy go? But you know, you want to be direct introduction and then outro.
2: So you don't yeah. you don't use the like, oh, I gotta use the restroom, gotta refill <laughs> my drink, maybe I want some more of that cheese dip before they take no, it away. No,
0: no, no. I have to I I like to be nice and direct, and let them know, hey, I'm here, thank you,
3: I appreciate you know the information that you gave. Now it's time for me to move on and engage with others as well. Exactly, yeah, JB, you, you've hit it, and, and that's why I say if, if you if you're honest and say, hey, it was great connecting with you, but I want to make sure I can connect with some of the other folks who are here tonight. But I'd love to follow up with you, you know, could I add you on LinkedIn or get your card, um, and then you can you know do the exchange of information and then go on to the next person, and because they're going to see you, right? They're going to see you talking to five more people that night. So just own it. They are, I want to make exactly. sure I have a chance to connect with some other people tonight and they'll they'll appreciate that honesty and they know that you're here for a reason and and they'll support that
2: so jb i love I love that um that you called in with an example. I think that's awesome. I love that it works for you. Hey, can we can we put you on the spot and perfect your pitch on air? And now, and I said nobody would know who you are, but you said your whole name. So I, I yeah, can't. yeah, I
0: know. It's, what's the pitch exactly. <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I pitching what?
2: what so <laughs> okay. So you've karate chopped in. You're interested. You demonstrated curiosity, and then someone turns to you and say, "Oh, so who are you?" Or tell me about yourself.
0: Or what it, do you do? Oh my God, let me tell you, that's extremely nerve-wrecking. I know.
1: I know, isn't it? I know.
0: It, it is. It is nerve-wrecking. But normally, when I go to a networking event, I have a game plan. So I I do corporatepivot.com, for an example. That's like a blog I work with. So I already know my intentions is to kind of put the blog out there a little bit. So I say, oh, hey, I'm a writer. I do blog work. Um, And I'm actually here to network with some of you guys to figure out what you guys do and how I can possibly help you or you can possibly help me on my next endeavor. And they're like, oh, okay.
2: (laughs) Awesome. Jamin, feedback for JB. I love this. Live, on air, feedback.
3: Totally. So, JV, I I love that approach because what you're doing is you're pulling back into getting getting to know more about that audience so that you can make your story more relevant, right? So what we talked about at the beginning of the call, that's exactly what you're trying to do. The one thing of feedback I would give that would potentially improve what you're doing is, you know, what I find is in most cases when people speak in broad brushstrokes, trust is actually broken, and so when you're saying, you know, I just want to know about you so you can help me, so I can help you, it's kind of like this broad idea that you you have a really clear sense of what that means. But when I or another recruiter may not know what that means, we begin to get a little bit more curious and maybe close off a little bit about well, what should I share or not share, like how might this actually go forward. So if you can just say, you know, I'm doing this blog and what I usually do is feature people who are entrepreneurs or trend makers um, or stay-at-home moms or whatever it might be, right? And give just like two or three examples and say, and so I'm interested to learn more about you. And now what you're doing instead is you're giving me fodder. And if I happen to be an entrepreneur or I happen to be a stay-at-home mom or any, whatever the category might be, then I can talk to you from that angle. And you're pretty much giving me what you're seeking, which is more context about how to speak about myself.
2: JB, You're a brave, brave soul for doing that on air. I hope that feedback was awesome for you. And thank you so much for giving us a call and clarifying what works for you. I love that you're an introvert and that you're loving networking now. That is so cool. Hey, JB, good luck to you and all you do. And if you would like to ask a question of Jamin the author, speaker, and rock star who can teach you how to network into those conversations that get you where you want to be. We are taking your calls all hour on Career Talk at 844 Wharton. That's 844 942 But now we're going to go to my favorite part of the show, the pre-break quiz.
3: Pre-break quiz.
2: There's a quiz? Okay, here we go. In a six month study of call center employees, those who had this in their work area were 46% more productive. Think you know? We want to hear from you at 844 Wharton. 844 942 7866. In a six month study of call center employees, those who had this in their work area were 46%. Percent more productive. And Dion, it is not a fern.
0: That was my first thought. I know,
2: thought. I know. So I'm just, I'm giving the listeners a hint there, but it's not a fern. Hey, you're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM channel 111, and we will be right back.
0: You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brown.
2: And welcome back to Career Talk Rear on Sirius XM Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. Hey, do you want more great advice? You can follow my weekly blog at dawnoncareers.com or you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Dawn Graham. So, hey, we are talking all about my favorite topic, networking. And we are here with Jamin Patel, speaker, author, and rock star who's sharing all of his secrets of rock star attributes that recruiters are looking for in candidates just like you. So, Jamin, we are talking all about um, the circle of death and how to break in with the the karate chop, and we just had JB on talking about how well it works. So I'm super excited for the second half of the show because I'm really energized about this. But we are going to go to Mike in Nevada, who has um, a comment on this. So, Mike, welcome to Career Talk. What's on your mind today?
4: Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing well and I was ta- I wanted to talk about networking as I see it. It's like collecting baseball cards when you were a kid. And not everybody has the chance to collect baseball cards, but if you did, there's three cards you wanted to get. You wanted, there's three types of cards you could get. You would get an all-star card, which is someone that if you're selling something, they come to you during the networking event and say, Mike, I want to buy this from you. That's an all-star card. You're going to call them right away as soon as the, uh, the networking event's over. The next one is the rookie card. We'll talk about that in a second. And then the third one is the common card where they might not be able to help you that day or, you know, at all, but at least they know who you are. And it's obviously better to be known someone to know you than who you know. So the rookie card, though, is someone who might be in a position in the future to purchase from you. And you keep that card and you foster that relationship so when they get to that point of, you know, where they're the purchasing, where they're the decision maker, they decide that, you know what, I'm going to work with you because you've been working with me and talking to me and helping my career along.
2: So you're using the, the, the baseball card theory you talk about yes. your, not not networking business cards, but actually networking contacts and kind of level of contacts. Um, so, Jamin, Jamin, what are your thoughts on this?
3: Yeah, you know, I think that's really smart because, you know, especially when you go to a networking event or you're at a career fair or you're at a trade show, um, and, and especially when there are potential individuals who are going to purchase from you as in c- potential customers, and you're networking with them as well, you've got to put them into different categories, right? Um, you, you've got to... You know have a different approach for each of the categories you put them in and I think um, this approach is definitely one good approach to doing that. Um, if I'm going to a business development conference where I'm talking to people and they're like, "Oh, you know we love to have you come speak or something that based on the level of interest, there are different categories that I, I put those business cards into, and then my follow up approach and things like that are very different based on which category they fall into so yeah, I think that's very smart um, and it applies I think a little bit more on when you have something to sell, or w- when you're doing more of the business development side, on um, the re- recruiting or networking side, or even for you know promotions and things like that, the um, categories might be a little bit different.
2: So, Mike, I have to ask you because again, you're brave enough to call, and I think this is going to prevent people from calling if they think I'm going to ask them this every time. <laughs> can you do your can you do your air pitch? So you've just you've just uh, came into our circle of death, and we're like, hey, Mike. So tell us about yourself.
4: Well, uh, absolutely I can do that because I love networking. If oh, I my God.
2: Know, my God, you're a purple I, squirrel.
4: <laughs> I five. I <high> <laughs> That's awesome. I love networking. And, and really, uh, you have to break the preoccupation barrier and what people are thinking about when you start to talk to them in the circle of death. And I actually walk in and if people ask me what I do, which is a normal question, I tell them that I sell crap.
1: You sell and crap.
4: all stop. Crap! Like, and they say, well, what do you mean?" And I say, "Well, I sell all those things that you get at a trade show that you uh, that you throw away when you get back to your uh, room or before you even get off the trade show floor. I sell promotional products. Now, the ones that I sell aren't crap, but my competitors <laughs> do sell crap.
2: <laughs> so, okay, so so your 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 strategy. <laughs> so, I first I have to. <laughs> I have to back up because Dion thought you said you sold crack. And, and he's like, well, that's an attention-getter right there. Well, then, let's, yeah, maybe we should be talking off the floor then. Um, but, yeah, so on the radio, that came across a little different. Crap, C-R-A-P. So this is an attention-getter. Crack would also be yeah. an attention-getter, but maybe not the, the right attention. So, okay. That's the one
4: attention you want, right? Yeah,
2: so, okay, see, so you sell crap, which gets people to say, wait, What? So it's memorable, it gets people to ask more questions, but don't, don't you worry a little bit that it might leave people with the sense of, like, I don't need that?
4: Um, actually, when I explain what I do and, and everyone uses promotional products in their daily life and how the return on investment of using promotional products, they, they really come around to realize that I'm an expert at what I do and I wouldn't sell them crap. Uh, but sometimes they do get uh, crap at a straight show.
2: Okay, so so you don't really sell crap you you're, it's it's your opener but then you're like not really
4: yeah,
2: i I absolutely. sell I sell the yeah, stuff I, that's not crap.
3: Editors that sell the crap. I, I make, I make people
4: stuff. smile and laugh they get a joke you know they get a laugh and then they realize that you know I do have the expertise and know what I'm talking about.
2: I mean, there is a, Jamin, there is like a connection thing. Like if you make somebody laugh, I mean, the whole point point of of networking isn't necessarily just to share your pitch or anything. I mean, it's to connect with somebody so that they, you know, want to engage with you. So, I mean... Mike, I think that if that's working for you, that's a great strategy. Thank you so much for giving us a call here on Career Talk, Mike. It was great speaking with you. We appreciate it. Hey, if you want to give us a call at 844 Wharton, that's 844-942-7866. Guess the pre-break quiz or ask anything you like about networking, pitches, resumes, negotiating. And I promise if you don't want to do your pitch on the air, I won't make you. <laughs> so give us a call. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. You're listening to Career Talk, and we are here with Jamin Patel, speaker. Out the rock star and the author of several several books sharing his rock star approach with millions. So, okay. So, Jamin, I want to go to answer our pre-break quiz, which yeah. I will read it again. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna tap into everybody for an answer. So here we go. In a six-month study of call center employees, those who had this in their work area. We're 46% more productive So we have somebody on Twitter At Dr. Don Graham So Annette Mason First off, Annette loved the, the karate chop advice Awesome <laughs> And she's also an introvert And she's going to try the approach that JB uses So Annette, thank you for that And she also had a guess to the pre-break quiz And Annette's guess is Is it a mirror? Is it a mirror? Dion mm. No, it is not a mirror, Neb. But I like I like how you're thinking. Hey, if you have a mirror in your workspace, smile into it; it'll make you happier. <laughs> so, Dion, what's your answer? It's not a fern.
0: See, I was going to go fern because it fit.
2: It does fit. It was perfect. It was. That's but why I told you it wasn't.
0: I'm going to say if they if they have a window.
2: A window. A window.
0: Oh. I heard that somewhere.
2: <laughs> it, it may very well be true. That doesn't. That's not the answer we're looking for. <laughs> So Michelle, you know you're up. I'm up. Um, I had originally guessed something that you said was wrong, oh. so I'm gonna. So my get a second answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's um, now. I did. I got a little behind the scenes cheat. Yes. Um, I'm going to guess. I don't know. This is lame. A to do list. Um, I think that would make you more productive. That's not the answer, but I think mm. everybody should have a to do list. Thank that's just, you. That's I feel like my... I got a consolation prize there, and no, and it'd be great if you it's, it's everybody normal. had a window <laughs> as well. And it's always good to have a mirror because after lunch you want to make sure that you know you don't have spinach in your teeth. All right, Jamin. So in a six month study of call center employees, those who had this in their work area were forty six percent more productive. What do you think it is, Jamin?
3: You know what? My original thought was window, but Dion took that. Uh, so I've been thinking of a new one. And okay, I'm, I'm gonna say a kitchenette.
2: A kitchenette at their yeah, workspace.
3: You, yeah, cause it's so ending, you like, don't have
2: your, to your leave to eat. Bowl. You have a kitchenette. Yeah, you have a little porta potty. <laughs>
3: She's making pancakes. <laughs>
2: you're just like you're on the call. You're answering <laughs> questions. You, you've got your little your little space going. Yeah, we you get
3: some coffee or you get some tea or something like that.
2: <laughs> so that is that is not the answer, but I mm. I'm. I would like a kitchen in my workspace. I
3: know. Though. We can only hope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So the answer, as measured by a um, calls completed per hour in a six-month study of call center employees, those who had adjustable standing desks, standing desks were forty-six percent more productive than those with traditional desks. Interesting. Have uh, Have you ever used a standing desk, Jamin?
3: I have not. I've not used one before. I've seen them. They look really cool.
2: I've seen them too. I really haven't had a desire to use one. Michelle, Dion. I haven't either. I haven't had a desire and I've never used one. And I actually, there was some study that we had on another one of our shows that talked about it actually makes you, it can make you sit more when you get home. And so you really aren't getting much more like health benefits from it in the end interesting so <clears throat> michelle's michelle's totally putting the kibosh on this study nay saying that no dion no
0: you know what i when i was working at a, at a different channel i was standing at the board so i've done it before um i'd rather sit <laughs> 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 well, I've, done it I've done it before <laughs>
3: You know what's really funny? When I when I was doing management consulting in, in my previous career, I went to a client site and they actually had a room that had a desk over a treadmill. So you can literally go in there and be on a treadmill and have a desk to do your work.
2: Yeah, I, I've seen those too, and it's like when I'm on the treadmill, I want to be on the treadmill. When I'm mm-hmm. working, I want to be working. I don't know. Like I I get that idea of trying to mix things up. You know where it would be really good? Here's what somebody needs to do. Maybe they already have. On an airplane put a treadmill or like a bike oh, or yes. like something on an airplane now how cool would that be
3: that would be amazing
2: <laughs> so they, they're starting to do it at airports and that's awesome but like to do it like you're taking that i mean i know you travel a lot Jim, and take that like long cross-country flight and be able to get on a bike and feel like you actually use that time
3: yeah it'd be so it'd be amazing to do that i, I mean i walk up and down the aisles all the time especially if i'm traveling with my toddler Oh, he wants to move around. So we're going up and down the aisles and, you know, just saying hello to everybody. But if they had a little, you know, treadmill or something in the back, we could just have our own little space and go
2: for it. Yeah, that would be. We can only dream. Hey, Annette Mason, thank you so much for for tweeting out an answer. We appreciate that. If you're just tuning in we are talking about networking, pitches and how to have the best career. In 2017, I'm your host Dr. Don Graham and we are here with Jamin Patel who is sharing his secrets about networking. So, okay, so we're talking about getting into into the circle of death and and let's talk a little bit more about how get how to get out of the circle of death. So you're at a big networking event and um you know, you're feeling like you're monopolized, and you don't have to Use the bathroom. You don't want to refill your drink. What is this way to get out, but to keep uh, the conversation possibilities going?
3: Yeah. So you know what I recommend is you simply do the same thing that you did to get in, but you do it backwards. So you know you, you're in a circle. You've asked your question. Maybe somebody else is asking their question, and you look over at the food table. Maybe the food's getting low, so you want to get over there, or you see someone else that you want to go connect with, or whatever it might be. Um, so you're going to wait for that lull. It's really important to wait for that lull and not interrupt someone. So wait until a question has been fully asked or just has been answered. And just as that happens, now you can going to do a second chop. And then a hand, or, you know, and I love JB's uh, thought about kind of doing a hand raise. Because either way, the point is for it to be an attention getter, right? So you do the chop or you can do the raise. Um, and then as you do that, you know, your attention, attention will come to you. And you just go in and say, you know, Don, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I want to make sure I have time to meet all the rest of the folks here, but I'd love to connect with you um, and keep this relationship going. You know, could I add you on LinkedIn or get your card? And, then, and it's, kind of, it's kind of like a moment of truth type thing. And so you know, more often than not, people will say, sure, add had me on LinkedIn, or here's my card. You can give them your card once you've received it. right? I hate it when people just say, here's my card. And it's like, okay. And then they, they just kind of expect you to give them yours. So ask the other person for theirs first before you go on your way and also acknowledge the other people who might be in that circle that you're leaving behind and just kind of give them a nod or, you know, say, say nice to meet you. So it's not just that one person, and you're showing some kindness to a full circle.
2: I'm gonna now, say, for for the love of God, please have a business card. <laughs> like I yeah. can't tell you, networking events I go to, like oh, I left them in my my other jacket or they're my car. They're, oh, no, I'm gonna tell you my secret, Jamin. I don't know if I told you this, but you put them in the back of your phone case so you'll always have one. I'm telling you, that Ooh. will save you, save you. Secrets, secrets abound on career talk. So, um, so that's a good one. And the other thing I have to say, this is like my my PSA of, of networking, please, 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 when you reach out on LinkedIn, use a personal introduction. Oh Don't just God. say, hey, yeah. I'd like to link in with you or whatever. I mean, my goodness, it takes five seconds to say, hey, Jame, I met you at the event last night. Love to keep talking about whatever we were talking about. So we're going to go to Waleem um, in Florida. Did I say that right, Waleem? Uh, yes, that's correct.
1: Thank you so much for picking up
2: my call. Well, thanks for calling Career Talk. What's on your mind today, Waleem?
1: Um. So I'm actually on the way going to a networking event. Now. Right now? Right now. We love right this. Now. Wow.
2: We love this. You're in your car. Drive safely. But oh, this is awesome. So- Real-time feedback.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so my question is, uh, I'm going to be volunteering for this event full of entrepreneurs, CEOs like, from Florida. And I'm only 28 years old, not too young, not too old, Have five years experiencing my work and just graduated from MBA. So what I'm trying to seek is mentorship. Like I want to know how people grow grow in their career and how I can have uh, have a better development path for me. So I don't know how we network with people who have Got far it. Far more advanced by career than you, than me. Yep,
2: got it. This is awesome. First off, so happy you're calling on the way to your event and that you're open to feedback. Secondly, congrats on finishing your MBA. And third, congrats mm-hmm. on going to this event and, and having a goal for, for what you want. So you've you've definitely called the right show. Jamin, what is your advice for, well, I mean, real-time, in-the-moment tips? Totally,
3: yeah. And William, I also want to reiterate what Don just said. Congratulations on all those things. And a way to go and way to call us um, as you're going over. You're actually in a really good position if you're seeking mentorship, and you're also in a volunteer position because these individuals will be connecting with you. And, um, and the number one topic that everybody loves speaking about and is a subject matter expert in is themselves. And so really what you want to do is, is allow the other person to feel really comfortable to open up more about themselves. And, um, and if they are individuals who have achieved a lot of things, well, let them know that. Let them know that you really admire what they've accomplished and, and just have curiosity about that. And so you can say, wow, you know, um, tell me more about what you do. Wow, that's so amazing. You know, How did you get to where you are in your career? Um, and, and, and kind of let them give you that journey. And as they give you that journey, find things that relate to your own journey, even though you only have 28 years on the planet and they might have 50 plus or whatever it might be. And and the thing is, if you're seeking for mentors in the longer term, and that's really what you're looking for, it often can be a little bit awkward to ask for a mentor relationship at an event like that right away. And so what I recommend for you is the long game versus the short game. And what I mean by that is make connections with different individuals, get interested in their story, and show a genuine interest and admiration for their accomplishments. And people will will really... uh, uh, respect and appreciate that from you and once you do that ask for their contact information and say you know would it be okay for me to reach out with you for more questions or you know I'd love to hear more details about your story at some point if you have any time in the coming weeks and you're kind of indicating hey I'm going to be reaching out to get more time with you and then in your email follow-up all you got to do is ask for you know, say, you know do you have 15 or 20 minutes to connect sometime next week and then get them on the phone go to that deeper level at the end of that conversation after you've both had kind of the undivided attention of the other person to understand each other's stories, at that point, say, you know, I'd love to continue being connected with you and, and maybe make this a mentor relationship. How does that feel? Because if you go into that, that ask in this event, there's going to be so many people there that it's going to be hard to get someone to say, oh, yes, let's do this, right? You want to get their undivided attention on a one-on-one call next week. So make it a two-step process. Connect with them now get their contact information, connect with them in the coming weeks, and then go deeper and ask them if they'd be willing to be your mentor moving
2: forward. I love that, Jamin, because it's, it's, networking is about the relationship. So it's it's not a one and done. And you talked about mm-hmm. word vomit earlier. and just Your goal isn't to, to say, okay, I have 60 seconds. I'm going to vomit all of these accomplishments and things onto somebody the goal is to get to the second date and build that relationship over time and certainly at a networking event that's super crowded people can't be thinking about um you know mentoring and all of that it's really just to get to that second context so um Liam, I know you're going to have to introduce yourself, so, so do you have an idea about how you're going to introduce yourself to others at this event, keeping in mind that they were all in your shoes once. So, yes, as Jamin mentioned, they may have 30 years of experience, but certainly they can appreciate the fact that there was a point in their time they were also 28 and had all of these questions as well. So how will you introduce yourself, Wilmin? Um, so I'm
1: just going to, I mean, the three minutes or one minute speech is, always super, like, uh, nerve-wracking.
2: Yeah, it is. So forget it's that. Forget that. Just be necessary. human. Just be human. Mm-hmm. Conversation. So so if I so, say, oh, well, what do you do?
1: Okay, so my name is Willing. I work for an um, IT company who actually help with a uh, company working remotely, helping employees working remotely for desktop and uh, application virtualization. And currently my position is ProCuban Analyst. So what procurement people does is um, like engineer for our company, make the product, tell people make the money, and procurement ladies spend the money for the company in a very smart way. So that's like the best job for women in the planet, and I definitely love what I do. And I just finished my MBA, and uh, now I'm in this process of um, thinking about how I can develop my skill set and de- develop my career. And my end goal, I cannot have a vision to create something on my own or help some entrepreneur advance their creation, just be involved in really helping advance the society with something new. Okay, I'm going to jump in.
2: I'm going to jump in because, first off, you have a lot of good information in there. And one of the things I'm going to say is that you don't need to say it all at once. This can come Mm -hmm. out during conversation. And what struck me um, is when you started to say what I'm most interested in because that's kind of your punchline and it kind of puts context around everything else. So I think just just saying, "Hey, here's what you know, here's my my title, and essentially what I do is this, and what I'm looking for." And I don't know that you need to put all the middle stuff in there, William, because that should come up during conversation. Jamin, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, William, I, you know I think uh, I, I want to commend you for having a clear idea of all the things that you want to say. And I want to just let you know that not all those things need to be said and especially need to be said right away just as as Don was mentioning um you know you you kind of went into explaining the, your your role the procurement, and all this stuff. most of these guys will understand um you know when they hear it kind of what you're up to and, and what you're doing, so you don't need to go into all those details uh, and you don't need to go into all the things about you know your work and stuff right away and what I would recommend for you is kind of you know what, what Don was alluding to, which is having this kind of like key statement about who you are and what i what i ask people is what is one thing that i should know about you you know are you a people person are you a numbers person are you a problem solver are you you know uh, an ideas person are you creative right what is that one kind of theme of of who you are as a person like if i look at you should i think of you as a you know a numbers person a problem solver what should i come to you for Right. What is that one kind of tagline? And just starting off your story with that and then letting it flow to wherever it might be. So, Waleem, if there's one thing that I should know about you, like you know, one thing that you really find yourself aligned to, that you enjoy in all the things that you do, and especially your work, what is that one thing that really you know, gets you excited? Um, I think
1: I'm resourceful.
3: There you go. I
1: like to connect people with each other, introduce my friends to another group of friends, and like to help people grow what they have, like grow their vision.
2: Mm -hmm. That to me is super clear, and I mean, everybody can relate to it, and I don't kind of get lost in the words. I mean, the fact that, hey, I'm super resourceful, I just finished my MBA, I mean, and you're saying that with energy, I mean, I think that... William is going to open a lot of doors. Thank you so much for giving us a call on Career Talk. And for all of the brave callers who did their pitch on air, that is not easy to do. But hopefully you've walked away with some great tips for your courage there. So, Jamin, the time goes so fast. I have really enjoyed speaking with you about all these things and our callers. So thank you for being on Career Talk. Where can our listeners learn more about you?
3: Yeah, thank you so much. This is fantastic. And you're, you're just so good at uh, organizing the show. I just want to let you know that is it it's so smooth coming back from break and all that sort of stuff. Um, if people want to find me, uh, you can either look up NetworkLikeARockstar.com or my, my speaking page, which is simply JaminSpeaks.com. That's J-A-Y-M-I-N, uh, Speaks, S-P-E-A-K-S, .com. I'm also on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter under at Jamin or all of my handles so uh, feel free to connect with me on any of those um, measures and I'd love to, to chat some more answer any other questions you have or hear your feedback on, on what you learned or um, you know uh, blew your mind, maybe.
2: That's awesome. Thank you so much, Jamin. We really appreciate it. This has been super helpful. I'm also going to say thank you to Michelle and Dion, who make the show run as smoothly as it possibly can, which is always smooth as silk. So thank you, guys. Hey, you've been listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM, channel 111. We're live every Thursday, but if you'd like more advice, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Don Graham, or on my blog, dawnoncareers.com. And I wish you all The best in the circle of death out there Get out there and network We'll see you next time